Welcome to this week's sermon at Village Presbyterian Church. At Village, we seek to be shaped by the life of Christ, to practice authentic friendship, and serve the world. You're invited to join us at either our Mission Campus or our Antioch Campus. For now, we hope you hear a word for your own life in this sermon. Our scripture reading today comes from Paul's letter to Philemon, chapter 1, verses 8 to 18. It can be found on page 1088 of your pew Bible. But first, let us pray. Quiet us, O God. Quiet everything in us so we can hear you, so we can hear the harmonies of hope and the notes of challenge. Quiet us so that we can follow the words, and if we cannot follow them, let them follow us. However it happens, let your word in our hearts meet. Quiet us, O Lord, so we have a chance to hear your promise of a brand new day. Amen. Therefore, although in Christ I could be bold in order you to do what you ought to do, yet I prefer to appeal to you on the basis of love. It is none other than Paul, an old man who is also a prisoner of Christ Jesus, that I appeal to you for my son Onesimus, who became my son while I was in chains. Formerly he was useless to you, but now he has become useful to both you and to me. I am sending him, who is my very heart, back to you. I would have liked to keep him with me so that he could take your place in helping me while I was in chains for the gospel. But I did not want to do anything without your consent, so that any favor I would do to you for you would not seem forced and would be voluntary. Perhaps the reason he was separated from you for a little while was that you might have him back forever, no longer as a slave, but better than a slave, as a dear brother. He is very dear to me, but even dearer to you, both as a fellow man and as a fellow brother in the Lord. So if you consider me as a partner, welcome him as you would welcome me. If he has done you any wrong or owes you anything, charge it to me. The grass withers and the flower fades, but the word of our God shall stand forever. Amen. Good morning. My name is Tyler Strongman, and I'm a seventh grader at Indian Hills Middle School. This summer, I had the privilege to go on the middle school in-town mission trip. When I look back on our adventure, it was, the trip was really about creating, creating relationships while helping a local church with their vacation Bible school, creating a caring environment while we served breakfast to families staying in the Ronald McDonald House at Children's Mercy Hospital, and creating an avenue to provide food for those less fortunate by working at harvesters. While those volunteer sites were all positive, my favorite job was creating a mural to beautify a neighborhood. It was our second day at work when we pulled up to what looked like an old Texaco gas station. We spilled out of our gray 15-passenger van, not knowing what to expect. But once we walked in, we realized the old station had been converted into an art studio. We were met at the door by a man named Steve and a woman named Diocelin. Steve took half our group to help clean up the station, and Diocelin took the rest of our group to help create murals. As my group walked to the painting location, Diocelin told us the reason behind the murals. They're there because when the sidewalks get overgrown and hard to walk on, the kids walk down the alleyways. 
When Diocelyn was a child, she was one of those kids walking down the alleyways. And the murals are in the alleys to cover up the graffiti and brighten up the space. Once we got there, our group split up into two smaller groups. One of the groups was painting a mural of horses running through a field, and my group helped paint an American flag. This was no ordinary sized flag. It covered an entire two-car garage door. We used red, white, and blue to transform the space from dull and bland to patriotic and beautiful. As we were painting, we, weren't, we were not only creating a flag, we were also creating friendships and a welcoming space. When I first introduced myself this morning, I should have also told you that I've been going to Village all my life. That means I've been going to Sunday school for 13 years. In those 13 years, I've learned about Jesus and how he loves us, and I've learned about God and how he created everything around us. Genesis tells us the story of God bringing the world into being. God created the heavens and the earth. He created light from darkness. He created the sky, and he formed the land and separated it from the seas. He created the land produced trees and fruit, and he created the sun and the stars, and night and day. And he created the creatures of the sky and the water, and he created the creatures of the earth. Last, he created man in his own image. The ultimate example of power and beauty of creativity. Now, I'm not saying we created anything like God did, but I will say that spending a few days creating beauty and creating friendships and creating good feelings was amazing. It's nice to know that while we have been created by a pretty amazing God, he's also equipped us to create some pretty amazing things ourselves. Good morning. My name is Lily Webb and I am an eighth grader at Indian Woods Middle School. This summer I attended the San Francisco mission trip with the Village Youth Group and Youth Choir. I was the, one of the youngest ones and going to be miles away from my family for a week, so I was kind of nervous. But the trip was full of so many fun adventures and fulfilling volunteer work. After what seemed like hours of flying and waiting, we arrived at the church that, we would, that would be our home for the next week. My first impression of Lafayette Arenda Presbyterian Church was how beautiful and different it was from Village. Then that night we had pizza, explored, played cards, and went to our first night of program, where we would talk, sing, do small groups, and find out our plans for the next week. At program, Zach and Jenna announced that they would be taking our phones to help us connect with the people, with the other people on the trip. We got 30 minutes to an hour every day to check our phones, but eventually, I realized that I was having more fun when I didn't have my phone. The next day, our choir sang at all the services. I was surprised at how welcoming the members and staff were at the church. The whole week, they were incredibly kind and patient with us. After the service, we went to the Golden Gate Bridge. It was about an hour-long flight. I mean, not flight, drive. <laughs> and it was freezing. <laughs> Though it was freezing, I couldn't help but enjoy the glorious scenery. The next day, we started our mission work. 
Of all the things we did, there were a few moments that really stood out to me. Monday, my group went to a men's addiction rehab center in Oakland, in Oakland called City Team. We picked up trash in the city, and I enjoyed seeing how much of an impact we made by just doing a small task. After that, we ate lunch, and our choir sang all of our songs for the residents there. The reaction we got was so beautiful and amazing, and I just can't even explain it. Wednesday was farming day, and our whole group was together. We started out by picking flowers, then we made a group effort to build flower beds and compost areas. Once we finished there, we got back in our cars, and I ended up in a car with two people I didn't know that well. On our way to the beach, I got to know and bond with the people in my car. Before heading home, we went to In-N-Out Burger, which was delicious. <laughs> On Thursday, the choir was all on our own. We first got to a nursing home and sang as usual. At the end of our performance, we waited for Matthew and Jan, when all of a sudden, this lady said, oh no. We asked her what was wrong, and she said she's a retired vocal coach and really wanted to hear us sing, but she had to go to a doctor's appointment and missed it. We decided to sing for her a cappella without Matthew and without Jan. Honestly, this moment may have been my favorite moment of the whole trip just because of how beautiful it was. Friday was our free day and we had the choice of what we wanted to do. I chose to go to Jaredelli Square in Fisherman's Wharf. Then Saturday was our flight home. We got home at 1 a.m. and at that point, I was so happy and thankful to be home and be able to sleep. This trip made me realize how lucky I am to have a wonderful home and be getting three meals a day. Overall, this trip was such an amazing experience and I would definitely go again if I had the chance. The grass withers and the flower fades, but the word of our God will stand forever. Good morning. My name is Abby Schipfer and I am a senior this year at St. Teresa's and one of the youth elders here at Village. I'm also a six-year youth group attendee. Throughout my years at church, it's been a consistent part of my life. From ski trips, retreats, lock-ins, building the best relationships, and even just studying for finals, Village has contributed so much to my middle and high school years. I can't believe I've reached the final stretch. This summer was one for the books. I, every Sunday, I attended the gathering service with my friends and after, walked over to the village shops to chat about the sermon over some Chipotle. On Tuesday nights, the high school youth group got together and played creative games involving anything from sprinting down Mission Road with a car seat or running around town center trying to find the interns. I got to travel with 62 people to San Francisco on a choir tour slash middle school slash high school mission trip and on any random day, spending, and bonding, spending time and bonding with the interns were some of my favorite moments. It's truly hard to describe how many laughs are shared and how much people care about each other within our youth group. But what's even cooler is taking our group to other places and being our awesome selves there. This summer, I got to travel to Montreat, North Carolina with a handful of other high schoolers. Montreat is a little town in North Carolina that hosts a high school youth conference every year. For the past three years, I have listened to others talk about how amazing Montreat is and how it's such a cool experience and that everyone should go. This year I was finally able to go and can affirm that it's an experience everyone should have if they have the chance. 
After hearing so much about it, I thought I knew what to expect. I knew that my faith was about to take a turn for the better and that I was about to gain a lot of memorable friendships, but I couldn't have predicted the impact that Montreat would really have on me. You know when you're thinking about something really good, like ice cream, it's never as good as actually eating it, right? But when you take the first bite of ice cream, it's like, wow, I want to eat this forever. That's how Montreat was for me. Thinking about and anticipating of the experience was nothing compared to its reality. Montreat helped change my faith in ways I truly wasn't expecting. This year, the theme of the conference was Let Love Lead. This theme had a great impact on me because letting love lead relationships is how I express my faith. At the beginning of my junior year, I had some tough choices and thankfully, I had to make some tough choices and thankfully my faith and church family were really instrumental in helping me through. Since then, I've tried to be especially open, respectful, and honest in all my relationships, and the Montreat Conference gave me the opportunity to practice and develop that. Not only did I learn about myself, I also learned how to let love lead the relationships in my life by being myself, having trust in God and, and using my faith as a guide. Montreat also helped our group come together and laugh a lot, whether it be talking about our days or a simple game of cards. The trip helped build our relationships through song and music. It enabled us to sit and worship together and have the time to be present with one another and God. The, uh, the only other place I found to do that is youth group here at Village. Whether we are in the youth loft or not, our group is constantly growing together. As new seventh graders come in and graduated 12th graders roll out, youth group and all the youth programs continue to progress and become stronger. I am excited to see how my last year plays out, and I'm excited to see how all of us youth can continue to surprise each other and make a difference outside the church. Thank you.
Whenever we encounter a person in need, it is an opportunity to respond to God's call. When we give of ourselves, we follow in the footsteps of Jesus, even more so when we encounter others in love, compassion, and understanding. As we enter into a time of giving, we ask that you reflect on ways you might find opportunities to meet people in need and make their lives better because of what you give.
We give to you these offerings. Our prayer is that they would be used to help those that need it, that through them someone would know they are loved and that someone cares. We know when we encounter others in need, we encounter you, O oh God. In the name of Christ, amen. Our final hymn this morning is one of our youth group favorites, but we think it might be new to many of you. So we'd like to invite you to practice the chorus with us once before we sing. Brother, let me be your shelter. I'll never leave you all alone. I can be the one you call when you're low. Think you got it? <laughs> All right. Please sing with us.
Thank you for listening to this week's sermon at Village Presbyterian Church. Learn more about us at villagepres.org. And we invite you to join us again next week.